Hello, 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 TV channeling family. Welcome to another episode of TV channeling. I am here with my illustrious co-host, Kevin, my dear. How are you? I am great, Tachi, and I can't believe we have just turned 23. Wow, so we're two years past legal? <laughs> two years past legal, and we are getting uh, better with age. Yes, <laughs> soon we'll be ancient, so we better enjoy... <laughs> <laughs> these young years while we can <laughs> i know before we're before we're on episode 30 and like questioning life and our choices <laughs> so Dante, let's get to the entertainment news what has been going on since the last time you and i got together oh gosh there's so much going on and as you see kevin doesn't like to beat around the bush so we're going to get right into it the theme is reboot and Netflix. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is Reboot and Netflix. So let's talk about this. Frasier. Frasier Reboot. What? <laughs> Somebody's been hankering what? for some more tossed salad and scrambled eggs, and I hate that song because it reminds you of something else. Oh my god. Okay, now wait a minute. Like, I hate to say it. I hate to be the one that brings everybody down, but like, it has, hasn't Eddie gone to that big dog park in the sky decades ago? How how can they reboot this show without Eddie? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Eddie's the dog, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be horrible? But no, I was talking about another cast member that I said went to the big dog park in well, the sky. Well, you Chachi. have no decorum, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I said, so I said oh, thanks. <laughs> let me. Okay, yeah, no, but th come on, you know, with dogs, it's easy enough to find another Spuds McKenzie. Okay, it, as they've done so often, so that's not necessarily a problem. The dog. A real fans will know it's not the real Eddie. Well, so is it going to actually be uh, a reboot with all the original characters, including the father that played the, the actor who played Frasier's father? So the actor that played Frasier's father um, was was it? Who was David Angel? That must be him because I can't think of who else it would be. We know David Hyde Pierce and we know, of course, Kelsey Grammer. So the only other name that we wouldn't know would be the name of the actor who played the father. Well, okay. It says that he co-created um, the Cheers spinoff. So I don't know if he's the father. So no, but... that's not him. Yes. So. All right. So my guess is because he was, you know, up there back when Frasier ended. And, and Frasier ended, what is it? How, what year did Frasier end? Is it 20 years ago? 2004. Plus? So it's been about 13 wow. years. So, I mean, it's quite possible that he could still be around. All right. So uh, what is the news? Has, has anybody announced anybody who signed up besides Kelsey Graham? Okay, so... The Robert, uh, cha the chairman, uh, Peacock chairman, of course, NBC chairman Robert Greenblatt is uh, responsible for the network's Will and Grace renaissance, and he tells TV Line that he's really interested in a Frasier revival, but there's a couple of roadblocks that are impeding this return to Seattle because, you know, it was filmed uh, or was supposed to take place. Well, of course, it's, uh, the, one of the roadblocks, of course, is the absence of Eddie. The show will not work without him. I think I'm already, you know. I'm I'm already done with it, but let's keep talking. So, what is the what are the roadblocks as far as he's concerned? Pay no attention to Kevin, guys. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of things that he's on this whole Eddie thing. There, there's a couple of things. So, 
the gang's reluctant was reluctant to stage a comeback because okay so the the death of uh, david angel he and his wife died in the september 11th attacks and they're people aren't they're not sure whether or not they would want to do it without him because he co-created uh the cheer this cheer spinoff which of course was frazier um so that's one roadblock there's nothing necessarily about who is on board and who's coming back but there have been some reluctance because the original creator would not be involved anymore but if they want to see it happen i'm pretty sure they they're going to make it come back because that was a fan favorite well what was the other roadblock you said it was a couple of roadblocks did they say what the other roadblock was that that the uh uh nbc guy was concerned about Uh, well the the interest the interest was another roadblock they're uh they're not sure he's interested uh david greenblatt is interest sorry robert greenblatt is interested in having it come back but is there interest by the cast is there interest by you know other people involved so that's the thing so one is the interest two is the reluctance because um the original creator passed away well, an interesting uh, thing about Frasier that people might not remember is when the show ended, Kelsey Grammer didn't want the show to end. In fact, the last episode of Frasier was a backdoor pilot to another version of Frasier that wasn't going to include anyone from the original cast except Kelsey Grammer because he basically falls in love with a character played by Laura Linney and... Um, she lives in a different city and she leaves and he basically uh, casts caution to the wind and says goodbye to his father and says goodbye to his brother and uh, and takes off to move to where Laura Linney lives. And so he wanted the show to continue with a whole other cast and, and have Frasier, just like when Frasier left uh, right. Boston, uh, uh, and cheers to move back to his hometown, Seattle, to have Frazier move to a whole new milieu and have a whole new experience to keep the show going. And NBC, and it's in all its wisdom, uh, thought it was time to uh, let Frazier end, and then and then put on a whole uh, host of shows that have all been canceled one after the other over the past thirteen years. And every time I'd watch one of these horrible shows uh, premiere and quickly be canceled, I would laugh and laugh, thinking like, "Yeah, I bet you wish you could bring that Fraser, uh, uh, <laughs> that Fraser pilot back now." Smart move. Well, I guess they they're taking heed to what you say, Kevin, and they're interested in making that happen. As to whether or not all the stars align to make that happen, both figuratively and literally, we shall see. Uh, again, I thought you had your chance, but now Eddie's gone, so but good what? luck. Damn it, it's not just about the damn dog. <laughs> Find another one! <laughs> I actually, I actually saw a study back in the days when Frazier was on. The ratings were always higher when Eddie was on screen. I kid you not. Babe Nielsen looked at it like when he was on screen, more people because, would watch. And when he was off screen, people would turn away. Eddie was the real star of that show. Because people love dogs. Seriously. People love their animals. And pets are cute. And he was trained. So I guess he was. they were like, yeah, whatever. We're going to keep you. But here's the thing. I hope people know that dogs barely live like 14 years. This show went off the air 14 years ago and Eddie was not a puppy. So I would hope you have the good gumption and sense that somebody gave two fleas smashed that he's not around anymore. 
Well, my guess is they'll call it like Eddie 16 or something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> they'll, they'll like, this is Eddie's great great grandson or something like that, but it won't be the same. For you, it won't be the same. For the rest of us, we'll be just fine. <laughs> so let's talk other reboot news. Okay, so you know the, the, the movie Guardians of the Galaxy just came out recently. Everybody is like, ooh, go, go, gaga for it. Well, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy is working on a reboot of, wait for it. Starsky and Hutch. And not just a movie this time, the actual series. You know what? I could keep waiting for it. What? Ah! This, is, this, is the, this is by the same people who brought you the reboot of the movie of uh, Chips. It's like so many of these things that have nothing to do with anything. I don't understand why they're bringing them back. And, and what I mean by that is this. What was special about Starsky and nothing. Hutch? The red... The red car, and that's okay. I guess you could say Huggy Bear, right. but that's it. It was just two guys who were partners who had haircuts of the moment <laughs> when the show was on. One was blonde, one had dark hair. Why are you gonna write? Why are you gonna basically uh, give a giant check to the creator of Starsky and Hutch when you could basically put together your own wacky detective team with a guy? One has dark hair, one has light hair, and they could have an informant who's basically insulting to people uh, of a certain ethnicity. And and you have another show. You have another show. And you don't have to give anybody a check. I don't understand what the point is. Who's going to start watching this show because it's called Starsky and well, Hutch? Somebody please Well, tell to your me. point, you, in your description, you had it spot on because in the article they, they wrote, two police detectives solving crimes in a fictional Southern California city. Their work involved a lot of speeding around town in unique cars and going undercover with various degrees of success. And that's the thing. They weren't always bloody successful. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Exactly. So the the point is, it's th- th- that description speaks to just how generic that show was. So the idea that you're paying for the name Starsky and Hutch in 2017, that name has zero to maybe one percent cachet. I don't know who's going to be tuning in for the name Starsky and Hutch. There's nothing unique enough to, about that mm-hmm, to pay the for. Cars. We can write off. Tachi, oh. Tachi, you know what? We need to basically beat them to the punch. Create our own pilot of a show about two. Two generic cops, one with dark hair, one with light hair, driving cool cars and going undercover with very uh, various amounts of success Ooh, in doing and so. We call and we could call start and, and start cat <laughs> and start cashing those checks. Look, this is Miami Vice, which by the way is probably looking to be rebooted as well, if from what I remember. But you know what the difference was? Miami Vice took place in Miami. No, that's the only (laughs) look. That's the only difference between all of the chips, Starscan Hutch, Miami Vice is just the different city city and the different situations. Now, I will have to say, I loved myself some Miami Vice. Okay, (laughs) drug dealing, full as it was, I I did like Miami Vice, Uh, but. So what you're saying is you felt it in the air I coming did. that night when you I, I did. Right. I could feel it coming in the air tonight. Anyway. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, no. Now, now, see, Miami, Miami Vice did have a little bit more. I mean, as far as the style and the Don Johnson's character, didn't he have like a pet crocodile or something, which made him yeah, more interesting? I think and, so. And the, and then, and, and of course, he was the one that figured out, you know what? You can shave, but you don't have to go all the way. You can just shave off part of your beard and make it look like you haven't shaved 
forever. He always he had a permanent five o'clock shadow, and he made that a thing. And also, he made like you know what? You can wear sports jackets, and you can you push can the push arms up, up and sleeve. like you know, like you're wearing and a t-shirt. You can also wear white, pink, um, <laughs> teal, and all of those other colors, and no socks. Remember, he would they were the ones that kind of revolutionized that shoes with no socks thing. Yeah, so but because they live in Miami, people we don't sure wear socks don't. in Miami. We Chachi. sure don't. I saw one so, person wearing yeah, stockings one time. It. I was like, "What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you be wearing stockings?" Well, they were clearly they were an out of town. No, they live here. They were clearly from out they of town. They live here because it was. Well, you know what? Then they need their family need to do some kind of intervention <laughs> and get them the help that they need because something's clearly wrong with that woman. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> it's it's. It's too hot to have anything on your legs and too humid to have anything on your legs in or your feet it really in is. Miami. It really is. So anyway, this is actually going to be done by the Gun Clan. And let me say this. James Gunn is the person who directed the Guardians of the Galaxy. He wrote and directed it. So he's bringing in his brother, Brian Gunn, and his cousin, Mark Gunn. And they're all attached to this to executive produce alongside... The original films, Neil Moritz and Pavan Shetty. So they're bringing everybody back. And so not only is it the gun clan, not only is it the original people from the film. Actually, I think that's all there is. <laughs> it's just them. That's yeah, that's all, all there is. is. Well, who else would they're there be? Because they're not going to have the original actors. In fact, I think at least one of them, if not both, the original actors are dead. So it's going to be new young actors that they have playing these parts. And uh, again, I. I, I, you know what, Tachi? I can't yawn loud enough about this idea. I don't even know what they're, they're thinking. They're thinking that the film brought in 170.2 million worldwide and we want some of that. That's what they're thinking. All right. Well, we're going to have. And, but didn't that movie star Ben Stiller, ben Stiller and. Um, and uh, 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 help me. The one I with can't the remember his name. Nose. I can see Owen him Wilson. so clearly. From Marley and Me. He was in Marley Owen and Me. Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, but that was the power of them. I don't think that anybody who went into that theater knew anything about Starsky and Hutch. They knew they were going to go see. That was back when Ben Stiller was hot and people actually cared about what he had to do. Not like today, a Zoolander part two. <laughs> Leave him alone. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway. You know what will comfort him? His piles and piles of cash and all the uh, and all the, uh, you know, young Instagram models he's sleeping with now that he dumped his wife. Anyway, the views um, of Kevin no Malone so- do not necessarily reflect <laughs> the views of TV channeling. All right. You know, he you you know, he kicked. I'm surprised he stayed with his age appropriate wife as long as he did. Anyway, um, <laughs> you got to give him credit for that. He held out for a while before the Instagram models took oh. over. Anyway, uh, the point is, the success of the Starsky and Hedge movie was based on this. That was a, a high point in the careers of both Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson. They were owning Hollywood and Hollywood comedy at the time. So the, the, the thinking that that's going to translate into a hit TV show, I think, is sadly mistaken. And once this happens and this show quickly gets canceled and, and crashes and burns, I want everybody at the network to contact me immediately on Twitter. I'm Big Man Out at Twitter. And then I will tell you what shows should be rebooted and which ones should be left to the past. Which is this one should be left to the past. Although I will say this <laughs> yes. if you are intent on doing it, I need you to bring back the original Huggy Bear, Antonio Fargas. 
Okay, but the idea that the original Huggy Bear would still have his finger on on the pulse of all the all the uh, nefarious crimes, the things that are going on in uh, Southern California in 2017, 2018, would be pretty shocking. It's just like, why does this old man know everything that's going see, down? That's, that's the thing. And He's like let, an OG. You know what I'm saying? So that would make it like that would give an interesting spin to this. They could just find. Yeah, but they'd have but. Yeah, but the spin would be they'd have to go to the nursing home to basically threaten him and have he him give them information old. each week. Antonio Fargas is not that old. He is still very vibrant. That's why I think it would work. All right, Tachi. Well, then you know what? You need to work with the with the gun clan, <laughs> and then I will laugh at all of you once the show oh, is no, quickly Oh, no, I'm washing canceled. my hands of this as soon as we go on to the next story, which is now. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Yeah, you—if you've lost Tachi, you guys need to basically hang oh, it up gosh, right now. Oh my gosh! Like I just like anything. I'm like Mikey. He'll eat it. He eats anything. <laughs> okay, seventies reference. Oh my god, seventies yeah. cereal reference. All right, let's go All to right. the next story before we go. Other some people don't. Understand I know, what right? We're, we're going too deep into the seventies zone. So, Marsha Clark, who was part of the defense—sorry, not the defense—the prosecution team in the O.J. Simpson case, is now. Yeah, I think she was a part of the defense. Wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, was she? No, she oh, was... oh, I'm sorry, Tachi. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, she was the pro- she was the prosecution, but with the way that they went about prosecuting, oh, yeah, okay, him, I yeah, think no, they I were thought, actually I was helping like, to no, defend no. him. <laughs> Get it right, damn it! Don't make me confused. Yes, no, she was. Yeah, yeah. It ended up well. That's neither here nor there. But what is here now is that she is developing a crime series for ABC that sounds actually a lot like her own life. Ooh, who cares? Anyway, Marsha Clark is developing this new crime series for ABC and is drawing on her experience in the world of high-profile court cases. So according to Deadline, um, she and writer-producers Elizabeth Kraft and Sarah Fain of The 100 uh, are developing a yet-unnamed series about Surprise, surprise. A female prosecutor who gets taken apart by the press in the process of losing the trial of the century. I wonder what that could be. Well, the sad thing is the name How to Get Away with Murder already is taken. already taken. <laughs> already taken. <laughs> they can't eat. That's the perfect name and for so that show. And so long, Jerry Curl is also taken. So. Oh, you know what? They could call the show How to Help a High-Profile Celebrity Get Away with Murder. That's too long. How to get away with murder is already too long, and now you're adding. Well, you know what the truth. The truth is the name of the name of uh, that fic- the, the name of this Marsha Clark show is going to be on longer than the show. Oh. So. Oh. But anyway, oh. <laughs> but but I I will say she's got a snazzy new look. I still think of her as Jerry Curl. Oh, yeah, no, she Clark. she looks great. She looks great. And the 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 thing is, uh, the again, people their thinking is so off. Uh, the people, the decision makers, they're thinking because of the success of the whole OJ uh, miniseries on FX. Uh, the uh, they're not going to be able to get Sarah Paulson will not be playing Marsha Clark on this weekly series or this Marsha Clark like character. So the beauty of that was Sarah Paulson. If you don't have her, you don't have a show. Well, how do you know, Mr. Uh, Soothsayer Nostradamus? She might. All right. Well, let's you know what? We will we will we will revisit both this and Starsky and Hunch and discuss once those shows have been canceled. <laughs> 
Yes, at which point it will no longer matter. So this show is actually being <laughs> other than other than to confirm that I was you right in my prediction. Right. My suits. That's what it is. You, you just need to be right. So everybody just say a prayer that both of these shows get canceled so that Kevin can be affirmed in his conviction. <laughs> so this show was actually being billed as part legal thriller, part confessional, part revenge fantasy, and it will cover how the crimes affect the personal and professional lives of the characters. Yeah, I'm not compelled to watch, but then again, that's me. I'm, you know, there's this whole wave of stations. Oxygen, I believe, is one of the stations that has switched over to a true crime format, and there are a lot of there are a lot more shows that are true crime format. And so this... Oh my God, there are shows like Wives yes. with Knives, which that name is unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable. It's also deplorable, but you know, <laughs> you're right. It is unstoppable. Well, what, well, what's shocking to me about that name is are there that many true life uh, gripping stories about wives with knives that they can actually do a show where they have weekly episodes about it? That's Apparently what's shocking the to me. thought so. I mean, if you look at any of these things, like the there's a show called Fatal Attraction on TV One. There's the um, Snapped. There's people are crazy in this country. Okay. Well, see, fatal, the Fatal Attraction one makes sense to me because Fatal Attraction can be anything, anybody with any kind of weapon. Wives with knives is very specific. They have to be a wife and they have to own a knife. And so <laughs> that's very specific. But Fatal Attraction could be anybody. You could be upset with your mailman and try to kill them. And that's an episode. Any kind of story like that works. But that's so specific. I don't understand how they do it week in, well, week out. Well, that's true. I mean, I, I can see that being an impediment to it. But apparently the producers thought there were enough. They must have done their research ahead of time. And so this show was a go. Yeah. Well, the Marsha Clark thing, I mean, the only thing that could really save it to me would be an they have to get some incredible actress, either that we already know or we've never heard of, to make it come alive. This is all going to be about the casting of the Marsha Clark-like character. If we fall in love with her, then we'll care about what's happening to her and tune in week in, week out to watch what, what's happening. But if, if they don't get someone that of the caliber of a Sarah Paulson, I just don't see how the show can, you know, last for more than like, you know four episodes before they pull the what's plug. going to save it is a mid-season replacement anyway let's move on from abc to somebody leaving abc so remember i said that we were going to talk about netflix and we've been having this conversation offline about what netflix is doing and netflix this and netflix that so we decided to infuse some netflix in here so Everybody by this point knows that Shonda Rhimes has inked this amazing deal. She's leaving ABC. So maybe this is why they're taking this Marsha Clark. They're like, oh, damn, Shonda Rhimes is leaving. We got to have something. Let's make a true crime story or whatever. They, they've got to do something because one of their major talents is leaving. So go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. I know you want to say something. I was going to say what they should have done was if, if they had been thinking that that's when they, this whole kind of follow mentality, the Marsha Clark thing could have been a huge juggernaut if they had done it and told the story through her eyes, the OJ Simpson story uh, through her eyes and made that a television show, it would have been a huge hit. But be, but based on the hit of the, you know, the uh, people versus OJ Simpson, they think they can basically ride this again. But people, I feel like people that actually cared about this story and the Marsha Clark story feel like they already got it that's why it's like it's you're you're a day late and a dollar short you're a day late a dollar short and a sarah paulson short abc 
Kevin is trying not to let me be great and talk about Netflix because he is so adamant that this show, <laughs> this show must not go on. And he is appealing to you, ABC, to reconsider your uh, decision. I get, I get it. You're losing Shonda. So in any case, she's going from ABC over to Netflix in a multi-million dollar deal. With her is going her production company, Shondaland, which will actually become a division, will be a division within Netflix. So, yeah. Yeah. A division. <laughs> a division within Netflix. And, you know, Shondaland, it's she and she's her partner, Betsy Beers. And it's going to, like I said, function as a division of Netflix's in-house studio. She's going to continue to work on ABC slash ABC shows that Shondaland has on the air already, which is The Returning Grey's Anatomy and Scandal, which is heading into its final season, and How to Get Away with Murder. And there's an upcoming show called For the People. And there's also a Grey's Anatomy spinoff. Does she have enough to do? Wow. (laughs) So uh, she was with ABC for 12 years. So what I'm going to be, and I think you said this too, I'm going to be interested to see what she's able, how far she's able to push the envelope at Netflix. Because, you know, ABC is network television. There's only so far you can go. And Shonda goes pretty damn far. So I'm wondering what's in store for us on Netflix. Oh, she's going to be pushing that envelope over the edge, onto the floor, and they're going to be hot people having sex on top of the envelope. That's what's going to be <laughs> happening now that she's going to be over on Netflix. And we're going to see a yeah. lot. A I, lot. I'm just... All kinds of nudity happening on top of oh, that envelope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, and it's it's already happening on HBO, it's happening on Netflix, it's happening every... There's really nothing that is off-limits when it comes to paid television and non-broadcast television so i mean i get shocked on a weekly basis when how to get away with murder is on because the sex scenes in that i'm like what i can't believe they're showing this on on abc but once she basically has and they get away with a lot again i don't understand if they're slipping like some money to the censor over at abc when it comes to get away with murder do does does shonda have some dirt on them i have no idea but she gets a lot on that show a lot of stuff they get away with a lot on there but on netflix i mean at this point i don't understand how it just it may just turn into porn (laughs) i don't don't know how much more how much further you can go shonda but i'm i want to go on that journey with you you know what if she did produce porn, it would be good porn because it would actually have a story. Oh, it would be high quality yes. porn. And we would care about these exactly. porn characters. Exactly. She would make you identify with that would be some good stuff. Although a slippery, terrible road, but it would be some good stuff if she if she produced it. Okay, we're not gonna discuss them with making that road slippery. Let's oh just keep damn. Going. But <laughs> moving right along <laughs> With that, let's talk about some of the other big Hollywood names that Netflix has managed to lure away. So Shonda is one we know. Martin Scorsese, he has a project coming up called The Irishman. $100 million is the price tag for this. (gasps) Netflix is footing the bill. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? Martin Scorsese, let's face it, his last show on HBO was a huge disaster vinyl. Uh, that crashed and burned and did not get uh, make it to a sec- second season. But before that, um, 
I believe he did Boardwalk Empire, which was incredible. I watched right. Boardwalk Empire. That was a great show. I could not get into vinyl. But the idea, they must have a lot of faith in Martin Scorsese because after that whole debacle of vinyl at HBO, they were like, we're, they were they could not see the back of him quick enough. They're like, all right, oh, yeah. Well, well that's the thing because the other, was it Paramount was not going to foot the $100 million bill. So Netflix said, oh, we will come, Scorsese. And that is such a mark a great mark to have in your portfolio to have Martin Scorsese on board. So there's also the Coen brothers from True Grit and the Big Lebowski. They've never directed for the small screen, but they're doing something called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a six-episode miniseries set in the Old West, slated for next year. Ava DuVernay, now she's teamed up with Netflix before for the documentary 13th about incarceration in America. So now that she's wrapped Wrinkle in Time and everybody's all abuzz about it, she's like really Hollywood's darling at this point. And so she is doing a five-episode series on the infamous Central Park Jogger case, which is going to air in 2019. David Fincher from Seven, Zodiac, and Gone Girl, and also did the pilot of House of Cards, is uh, coming back for a series called Mindhunter about FBI agents who interviewed convicted serial killers to crack ongoing cases. David Letterman, I talked about this. I think, no, we didn't talk about this, but David Letterman is going over to Netflix. Spike Lee is going over to Netflix with a remake of a series based off of She's Gotta Have It, which is his first theatrical release. Chuck Lorre from Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half, Half Men, two shows on deck, Disjointed, which starts streaming. Actually, yesterday it started streaming, starring Kathy Bates as a pothead, okay? And The Kaminsky Method, which co-stars Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin as a Hollywood acting coach and his cranky best friend. So, interesting. And there are a bunch of others. Uh, Matt Groening, this is the good one that I'm really interested in. Matt Groening is from who? The Simpsons. Yes. Simpsons. Yes. So they have uh, lured him over to Netflix with BoJack Horseman and F is for Family. So, and also there's one called Disenchantment, which is set in a medieval kingdom. Jerry Seinfeld. Go ahead. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I need to go backward a little bit. Wait, so Matt Matt, uh, Matt is doing, he is uh, behind yeah. F is for Family? That and Bojack Horseman. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Oh, my God, because F is for Family. F is for <laughs> F'd Up. That is a horrible okay, well, show. Based wow. on Netflix's current tra- uh, trajectory, it may not be around long then if it's that bad. So uh, Jerry Seinfeld is also a uh, coming in September with a comedy special to Netflix. So they're just getting a lot of heavy hitters. And final story, if you ever wondered how Netflix makes their money, yeah, they make it from subscriptions, but they're going to be making it soon in another way. They're developing strains of weed based on 10 of their original series. Speaking of pot. Wait, wait, I even love the way they phrase that. Okay, they're de- are they really developing strains of weed, or are they just basically slapping names of their shows onto different bags of weed? And it's like, ooh, they're all yeah, so very different. The <laughs> but it sounds sexier to say we're actually <laughs> developing a strain of weed based on. Doesn't that sound sexier than? Yeah, this orange. Yes, the orange of the new black weed has a very. It has a very citrus element to it. I'm I'm getting high, but I'm also getting yes. Of citrus. <laughs> so <laughs> let me give you some of them. So there's the three of the strains: the Omega strain, Eve's Bush, 
and Rutherford B. Hayes, as an H-A-Z-E, are named after Chuck Lorre series uh, Disjointed, from Disjointed. Remember, Kathy Bates is a pothead, so, okay, there we go, in, in, the, in, the, film, in the series. And the rest of the strains are inspired by Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later, Bojack Horseman, Arrested Development, which is, oh, they have Banana Stand Kush which is supposed to be big yellow joint. I don't know. And then Chelsea, Grace and Frankie, Lady Dynamite, Santa Clarita Diet, Orange is the New Black, of course. One, oh, one is called Pusey Riot. Okay. And Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return, which is Moon 13. So you might be able to get high while watching Netflix. So what would that be? It's not, that's for real Netflix and chill. oh wow anyway um we should have given a warning that you know uh don't let kids listen to this episode of tv channel (laughs) but um (laughs) yeah uh, it's it's interesting if people i mean you can brand anything but the idea that anybody would be stupid enough i mean i'm sorry willing to um (laughs) pay the premium to for marijuana that has like you know an orange is the new black label on it all right. Again, you know what? You have to. I think you would have to be high before you would agree to pay extra money to, uh, for a Netflix no, version at, of yeah, marijuana. It's, it's, so it's remember. Let me just clarify this. It's supposed to be they're developing strains of cannabis, um, and I guess it's. I don't know how they're going to do this. Oh yeah. All right. It's like you have to have a qualifying medical condition that requires cannabis relief. <laughs> wink, wink. And also, you need that that medical condition is gullibility <laughs> that, that you would agree to give extra money to Netflix because they attach their name oh, and you need to, to marijuana. See the pictures of the packaging. The packaging is really pretty. It's it's nice packaging. Oh, I'm sure it's beautiful. You know what? In, any, you know what? People, you know what? Uh, instead of actually buying it, take your take your phone out, take a picture of that beautiful packaging, and buy the bargain basement weed and get just bag. as high. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much all right let's get to the important yes. thing about the story with all these uh additions to netflix is all the shows that are now the dearly departed that we're gonna be waiting to get rebooted 10 years from now uh, by somebody who's like thinking that uh actually thinking uh so many shows have been uh put into the dustbin shows like girl boss got one season uh shows like sense eight causing a a Pusay riot <laughs> when it was announced that they actually had canceled Sense8. The fans came out and they went crazy. And Netflix kind of reneged and agreed to do a two-hour movie to wrap up the story of the two-season uh, so far show. And uh, what other show? They ca- they canceled a Baz Luhrmann show about rap. Well, yeah, they, they the canceled. These are the hip-hop. four that they've canceled thus far. They canceled Sense8. They canceled Gypsy. They canceled The Get Down. And they canceled Girl Boss. All right, and I can't get over Gypsy. We reviewed Gypsy and talked about how incredible that show was, and they canceled it to to get all these people and a hundred million. The hundred million dollars that they have that they're paying for, um, God, what's his uh, name? Scorsese. Scorsese show again. Did not any of the people at Netflix watch Vinyl? Well, they're financing his you film, you know what? so it's paid. not a show. It's go back to the you know the. Oh, that's even worse. But that's Scorsese even is worse. Known for film. At least. 
Oh my God, that's even worse, Tachi. Because if you spend a hundred million dollars on a Scorsese like a television show, at least you're gonna get like thirteen correct, hours correct. out of your out of that money that you're throwing into a uh, into the Grand Canyon. But <laughs> with this, with a one with a one shot movie, that's even worse. And so we're not gonna get to see any more of uh, Naomi Watts up to her uh, sexy shenanigans and getting her, and getting all lazy with it. We're missing out on that to see Scorsese throw a bunch of money into like a food processor. Come Come on, Maybe Netflix. Somebody else will get all lazy with it, as you say. I, <laughs> on the show. There might be something new in store. You never know. Netflix, uh, look, they're $20 billion in debt. I don't think they're in the, they're trying to make any gambles that they can't, that they're not safe with. Um, yeah, they are. If they're giving $100 million to Martin Scorsese after the debacle that was vinyl, they're not thinking straight. You know, I think they've been, they've been high. They're getting high on their own supply. <laughs> Which, okay, we have to think about the fact that Scorsese has a body of work. Okay. Remember, Netflix usually the thing that's a draw about Netflix is that they have a, a wealth of different content, a lot by new creators, a lot by people that you haven't seen before that you may not be familiar with that have done fantastically. Look at Orange is New, the New Black, etc. So if you have that, I bet that they're banking on the fact that Scorsese has a body of work, and even though he may have some, you know failures here and there he's scorsese so i think that's what they're going on i'm not saying that martin scorsese is an incredibly talented and um Mm -hmm. his name doesn't just reek of prestige but is it a hundred dollars a hundred million dollars worth of prestige and getting rid of naomi watts um making out with a sexy barista no It's not that prestigious. Bring back Naomi. I bring back Naomi Watts making out with hot chicks. Bring it that, back okay, now. That's the operative thing. I think that's exactly what you want, Kevin. Forget about the content of the show. I just want to see Naomi Watts. That was a damn good. With, <laughs> Gypsy was, was a damn no, good show. I will show. say it, it. It was good, and I enjoyed it. I mean, she was part of our Bad Girls of Summer. How can you not like it? Yeah, and also with the um, the. Uh, what got the Sense Eight thing? I actually, after hearing how people lost their mind when they announced they canceled Sense Eight, I'm like, what are people so upset about? Why, why is this hit people in a deep, dark place? They were like really upset. They were starting all kinds of online petitions. They started a uh, a Facebook page. They were like coming with torches, practically, and not the tiki, oh, uh, you know, oh, neo Nazi kind, <laughs> real torches, old school torches. The, the kind you're supposed, you're supposed to use when you're bloody when you rioting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, but uh, so I thought, like, you know what? Let me just watch one of these to see what people are talking about. I watched one, watched two, watched three, watched four. Oh my god, that show is so good! And you're canceling something that that's that good for a hundred million dollar, uh, you know, Martin Scorsese thing that's going to basically be forgotten the week after it's released. Smart move, okay, Kevin. I'm just saying that you could very well be correct. But I'm just saying that I think that Netflix is willing to take this gamble because it's Scorsese and they now he's just part of this whole portfolio of A-listers that they've attracted over to Netflix. So I, I think it's more 
But you know what? But but you know what? The, what I think that's more important than that is the relationship that Netflix has with their viewers. And people have a set. At least they used to have a feeling that if you get involved in a Netflix show, you're not going to have the rug pulled out from under you. And I think that that's going to really hurt their brand if they're canceling a bunch of stuff that already has a fan base to make room for like hundred million dollar debacles. I just think it's a mistake. Kevin, you're ten ninety nine a month. Is not is not funding them. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Right. I think I think Netflix. I don't think I stand alone in this. I don't so think you, I stand alone in this. They're gonna they're hurting the relationships with a lot of their of their fans if they keep canceling their shows that people actually care about to launch new things. With well, big I know name you people. and your three friends are very upset about this happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a business decision. And, um, you know, before we wrap up this news, I wanted to say this is also Netflix because remember, we had talked about at one point, we were going to review Girl Boss, and then we were also going to review a show called Chewing Gum. Well, Chewing Gum starred Michaela Cole, and it was actually created by Michaela Cole, who's a a British Ghanaian uh, woman, and she. Yeah, woman, she's like 26. She It was based off of her one-woman show that she used to do in London. So Netflix gave, uh, well, it wasn't from Netflix. I think it was Channel 4 in London that was producing this. So it was on Netflix. Anyway, it is not coming back for a third season. And I am so hurt because I love chewing gum. Um, she's going on to do other things. So I can't wait to see what she does next. Well, hopefully she does something that has a better title. But anyway, uh, and another thing uh, on Netflix that basically I'm still waiting around for another season of is Miss uh, Mrs. Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Get on that, people. Whoever's behind that, uh, working on that show, get to work. Start writing scripts. Start, you know, call catering. Make it happen. We need another season of that show. Craft ASAP. services. Okay. <laughs> get to it get to, to it. it i haven't watched it but since you're so intent i am going to watch it it's a great show it really is and what's kind of satisfying about it what i will say is the show has an incredible arc from the start of the first episode all the way to the very last shot of uh season one is to me perfection perfection kept me guessing to the last and i loved it i can't speak highly enough about that show if you love murder mysteries which i think that the title of the show kind of gives you a hint that there's going to be somebody somebody getting murdered each and every week (laughs) but it takes place uh it takes place in the 20s in uh in australia and so it's a period piece and it is beautifully done it's got some bodiness to it the star of it is kind of a flapper of a female detective uh who she's not actually a detective but she kind of gets involved and be, kind of becomes a detective through the course of the show and the show is sexy the show's funny it's irreverent it actually has nail-biting suspense and it actually keeps you guessing so i can't speak highly enough you got to check it out if you love you really good tv from kevin well, so Kevin, I lied. I, I'm not really done with the reboots. We need to go backwards to the reboots. This is just a, an episode of reboots. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this, or you probably have heard this, but they are doing a live-action reboot of The Jetsons. Yes. 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 
All right, now this is a reboot that actually what? makes sense. Unlike the unlike the the people behind the Starsky and Hutch reboot, there is going to be so much eye candy on this Jetsons reboot. It's going to be incredible to see what it actually what? ends up looking like. If they do it right, if they do it right and spend the kind of money they're going to have to spend to make this happen, it is going to be a feast for the eyes. It's going to be nostalgic fun and um people know the name the jetsons we everybody knows about the jetsons uh even today there's i think they filmed like i don't know like 12 episodes of it in like 1960 and they've been airing continuously in a never-ending loop now i'm looking at you like hashtag side eye kevin you really want to reboot a live action reboot of the jetsons now, the question is, is it going to be a movie or is it going to be a weekly series? That's a good question. I'm thinking it's a reboot that's going to be in a series. And in fact, I'll tell you in a minute. But it, I think it's a reboot that's supposed to be a series. Remember, it was on in the 1960s. They did two episodes or something like that in the 1980s. Then they did a movie in the 90s uh, based on the Jetsons. So... I'm thinking. And that movie was a crossover where it was the Jetsons. Oh, yeah. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. That's why you need to stay cartoons and not be live action. No. Oh, my God. Okay, come on, Tachi. It could be so So fun with the look of it. Now, with with CGI and the technology they have today, they could make it look really great. It could be really fun. Now, the question to me, if it's like a mini-series, a one-shot deal where they give us a few episodes of it or whatever and then leave it alone, I think it might work. I can't see how it could be like a regular thing where it's like we're on season three of the live-action Jetsons. I don't see that. But I do think it'd be enough to like basically give us like 10 episodes episodes of the Jetsons during summer 2018 or something people would tune in for that okay don't you want to don't you want to meet George Jetson his boy Elroy yes daughter Judy Jane his wife met all of them (laughs) (laughs) but you haven't met the live action versions of them that's okay that's okay so you know ABC has actually ordered episodes uh, of this so it is going to be a series. It's, it's going to be a sitcom. It's a multi-camera sitcom, live action. Okay, well, you already lost me. I'm out. <laughs> Why? Okay, that's all. Why didn't you tell me because, that? No, because you were so oh, okay. excited. All right. Erase everything I've already said. Live action. At least make it a film show. That's not, Speaking of another thing, one of the shows you mentioned from Netflix, Disjointed. I watched the pilot. Not the pilot. I take that back. I watched the trailer for that and i love kathy bates i love that woman but i could not watch that debacle after seeing that trailer it could not have been more yawn inducing in fact if you're having trouble with sleep (laughs) i recommend you watch that trailer and watch that show but again i I will get add a caveat to this one because I have never understood the genius that is Chuck Lorre. So if you were a fan of shows like Two and a Half Men, where you have a drug addict uh, talking about the whore he just slept with to a child, then that might be a show for you, too. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Yeah. Back to the Jetsons. Yeah, one other thing, but Disjointed was is a three-camera okay. show. It's just like, no, no, no to three-camera shows. No to horrible laugh tracks. 
No, I can't stress it enough. So the idea that they're going to try to do the Jetsons on the cheap and have it be a live action uh, a version of the Jetsons and have it before a studio audience and have a laugh track. No, cannot cancel fast enough. You're making a huge I'm mistake. I'm still bamboozled by the fact that my first grade teacher said in the year 2000 we would have flying cars, and that hasn't happened yet. So before you make any reboot of a 1960s show that depicts flying cars, that and they, they're supposed to live in the year 2062, um, can you please have us have flying cars first? Well, it's 2062, Tachi. They still have a few years <laughs> to get those well, flying cars up that, in the air. Well, they had all that. They were able to come up with a blueprint up for it in the 60s, and they haven't done a damn thing yet. <laughs> well, the, maybe the first step is the drones. The first step is the drones. The next step, the next step is the is the Google autonomous car. They'll be driving us around on the ground, and then after that, they'll 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 have the ability to hover. And after they hover for a while, you know, uh, Star Wars style. Then they'll actually get higher off the ground and be flying us around in the year 2060. Yeah, try something. after that. <laughs> so we 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 got to we got to start eating right, Tanchi, and exercising every day. So we'll be around to, for so the I flying can have my cars. Own, right? <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, we killed it with news today. It was so chock full of information. I, we can't, we can't, we don't even have time to really go ahead and do our review. So what we're going to do for you guys is do a whole other podcast where we do our review. That's exciting. A bonus show, Tachi. I can't believe it. My God, you guys are getting such a deal. You you, th- you you thought you paid for one show, and then you didn't have to pay for that, but now you're going to get two <laughs> shows. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, you guys are really getting a deal, but it's because we love you and we value you as listeners. So that's it for the news for the entertainment, film, and television news today. And we're going to come back, and we will have our review. All right, and we also want to tell you that you can uh, check our show out on all kinds of different platforms. You can check us out on uh, – God, tell oh, them where we can, you, they can you, check us out, Tachi. You have Tachi. no excuse. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. And if you go to tvchanneling.com, you can check us out on Podbean. But you, if you have an idea and you have a show you want us to review, you can always drop us on a line. And Kevin, tell them where they can find us on social Okay, we are everywhere on social. You can go and visit us on our Facebook page. You can visit visit us on Twitter. We're on Snapchat, and we are on Instagram, and we are TV channeling everywhere. So write in if you like. Thought she said if you have any suggestions about what shows you'd like us to review. If you have any news stories that you want to hear Tachi and my take on. Let us know via any of those platforms and we will mention you and we will mention what you want us us to talk about on Fantastic. TV channel. Oh, and you know what? Don't forget when you do go to listen to us to leave us a review if you can and then subscribe because we'd love for you to get firsthand information of when we are available, when the next episode is available. That is a smart move, Tachi. And again, subscribing to TV channeling is free, and it's exactly. the smart and thing to do. we're not going to do, do a, a PBS telethon to make you subscribe, but please subscribe. So with that, <laughs> we're going to end it so we can get ready to bring you your bonus episode. And I'll say goodbye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. 
Cheers. Bye.